Hey everybody, this is Chad. I just want to let you know that I'm going to be coming back to Bloomington, Indiana, May 11th, and I would love it if you would come down, whether you're in Indianapolis or Bloomington or anywhere that you can get there, because this is a very fun room and I'd like to pack it out and uh, just have a great night. And then the 12th and 13th, I'll be in Louisville. I'm going to be in love, and uh, I can't wait because um, I think I'm staying at a hotel by Bourbon Row or whatever it's called, and I want to go down there, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drink during the day, then I'm going to take a nap, then I'm going to come perform sober stand-up comedy for you guys. So that's uh, Louisville Comedy Club, May 12th and 13th. I'm going to be at the Comedy Attic in Bloomington, Indiana, May 11th. I would love to see you. Pack it out. Pack, pack. Pack, pack it out. I'll be... Tickets at chaddaniels.com. Let me do it. I'm going to... Ladies and gentlemen, you've been waiting for this for some time. It is the triumphant return of Cyrus Amundsen to Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis, Minnesota. That's going to be June 7th. It's a Wednesday. Some people pronounce it Wednesday if they pronounce all of the letters in a word. He's going to be there Wednesday, June 7th. Cy Amundsen at Acme Comedy Company. I think tickets are probably sold out, so... Fucking, that's fun. Okay, I'll see you guys. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Hello, how are you? Thank you for coming back. My God, it is 70 degrees. Not yet, but it's gonna be. I took Poe for a walk around the block, and when the sunshine hits your face, oh my god, it feels so good. I'm just electrified. Across from me, as always, is Cyrus Amundsen. If people could see you, and I know we're moving to video, so people are eventually going to be able to see us, but if people could have seen you for every time we recorded this episode, this show, for the last six months, and you walked in like you lived underneath a stairwell in an abandoned building. And right now, yeah, that's true. That's you true. look like you're going to a baptism. You look so clean. I don't know how you look skinnier, but you look skinnier than last week. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> well, I've shaved my beard. I've trimmed it almost down to the skin. It's very, very short. Uh, I don't have a hat on. I don't have a big flat brim skateboarder hat that I'm wearing at... 40 <laughs> years old and uh i had yeah I, I don't know i don't know what to tell you but i can tell it's you this crazy. the looking skinnier is just because i'm smiling a lot of times when i frown it pulls those jowls down yeah but i'm smiling i'm very happy in my life i'm very happy in my career and i'm so fucking thrilled that the sun is out and it's not windy because here's what Minnesota was doing for a while. It was going, oh, I'll give you sun, but you're getting that fucking wind. And it was too much. And so now I take Poe for a walk. I'm out to the, the sun. I, I felt like I was about to levitate. You know, when you um, people get hit by those tractor beams from a UFO. Oh, sure. And their arms go back. Yeah. Like they're in flash dance when the water <laughs> hits her. And then she elevates up into the and that's what i felt like was going to happen to me when the sun hit me today it was i just stopped in my tracks and was like what is this is this warmth i don't get it because i have warmth when i go to other places and then i come home and i just go well this is where the shit lives this is this is where we dwell and this is where we're sad 
and then you go get happy and warmth other places. But today, not today, my friend. Oh, not today. It's been it's been warm down here for a little while longer. Uh, do you? It made me think of this because of the sun. You were mentioning the sun hitting you. Do you sure. think about getting old very often? Oh, uh-uh. Just every 45 seconds. <laughs> Does it really dominate your thought process? No, it actually doesn't. Do you worry about I, it? I don't, I don't feel... What's your relationship like old. with getting old? Uh, I don't mind it yet because I can still do all the things I want to do. I mean, I can't jump as high. Uh, I can't run as fast. You went from eight inches to four inches. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty much. Um, Wait, side note. Do you so when you were down here kicking Ethan's ass at Gergamu in the first Gergamu championship? Yeah, he is still young and slender and can dunk. And so I was watching you guys take turns between Ethan trying to barely dunk, and then what you would do is you would run from one direction try to jump from the outside of the lane and do a reverse underneath layup to the other side of the hoop. You recall this? With a windmill. With a mini windmill. With a wi mini windmill. And you were quite stern in your, uh, in your direction about me not posting any of that online. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because I used to be able to... Um, I could dunk... In college, if if I threw the ball up and it bounced mm -hmm. and then it was above the rim, I could dunk. Um, I just had trouble holding on to the ball and uh, I could dunk a volleyball. I could, you know, so I, I used to be able to jump pretty, you know, but uh, but not anymore. And so I'm embarrassed about my jumping ability now. But what was interesting about it is you didn't jump very high, but you kind of, it was like a pathetic vertical with an, it's like when somebody's they're in the man area. They're like long and skinny or short and wide. You you didn't sure. jump very high, but the amount of time that you were that minimal height off the ground was, was what I was did really jump in golf. In golf, that's called a stinger shot. Tiger Woods is famous for that. It's barely gets off the ground and goes forever. It's like you had a uh, little uh, rockets underneath your shoes that had just enough power to keep you in the air all the way across. It was a great video. Well, it is, it is interesting. Yeah. Cause I, it, it's almost like somebody bent my rockets. They used to go up and now they go sideways. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I try not to think about getting old very often. Right. Because I already, uh, in the way I move, if you're like, oh, what happens when this guy gets old? Sure. It's not, not a great place for me to dwell. But well, you know, you, you should have somebody start to make, you know, those baby Bjorns, you should have somebody start to make one of those for you, your size. Oh, yeah. Do the you only problem is no one's as tall as you. So you're going to be like dragging your feet and shit. Yeah, it's I'm going to be need, awkward. I'm going to need you to put on enough weight that you expand outward. So my whole Bjorn goes like it has a long distance to travel to get over your stock. Uh, fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> The visual of anyway, so I'm I saw I drove by there's a retirement community, like a bunch of condos and stuff. It's not a it's not a it's not a nursing home. It's like a retirement community. But there was this old man on a bench all by himself out in the community, just sitting on the bench in the middle of the day, just 
son hitting him eyes closed just on the bench, just like that. And I don't know yeah. if I thought it was amazing or se- like, I didn't know how to receive it. Was he just out there living his best life or is he just letting the son hit him? Like, take me, take me now. I didn't want to be this old. Just take me. I couldn't tell. <laughs> or had it already taken him? Did he, did you see him move? I didn't see him move. I have no yeah, idea. He, if that's he a dead guy on a bench. I've seen that before. It sucks. <laughs> and that has dominated that has dominated my thought process. And, and so I've been thinking about getting old a lot recently, which is a, not fun. No, here, here's what I think that guy was doing, right? You get that old. Think about this, right? You've, you've raised. So in theory, right, you, you have either raised children or you've had nieces and nephews that you've helped raise or been part of their life or whatever. And they're all away and they have their own things going on. You've had a job, you're retired, you're retired from that job now. And now you just finally, finally get to sit down and fucking enjoy the sun on your face. And you think about all those moments you didn't get to do that, where you're like eating over the sink because you're late for a choir concert or you're, you know, doing this shit. You're, you're running through the airport to go see your extended family or you're doing all these things. And finally you go, you know what? Today's my day. And you sit down on the bench and you let the sun, and you just absorb it just for that day. Because guess what? Tomorrow's going to bring a whole other heap of bullshit. We all know that. Now, I'd like to tell you about a heap of bullshit. Not yet. I want to tell you first the funniest thing that Poe's ever done. I was going to say that was a great transition. Great transition sentence. But I got to take it back. Let's do the Poe thing. I got to take it back. That's fine couple things. So I'm, I'm taking Poe for a walk and, um, about, well, it's a, it's a ways into my walk, but there is a Starbucks and then there's landscaping with all this mulch on the boulevard near it. And so mulch I'm, on the boulevard, all time Skeet McGraw song. That is an all time. Yeah. There used to be mulch on the boulevard, but things are changing. I don't even know if he'd want mulch on the boulevard. Is mulch, because mulch is kind of modern. It doesn't matter. It the Times are a-changing, and it's not easy to be a country musician. I interrupted you. Go ahead. I don't care. No, that's fine. So there's a. So here's something else Skeet McGraw wouldn't like. A beamer pulls up. Oh, fuck no, Let brother. someone... Let someone out of the passenger seat to go into Starbucks to get their order. Meanwhile, Poe pisses in the mulch and then starts doing that thing that dogs do where they kick their feet to bury the piss. Like, no one's going to find me now. I'm a lawbreaker and no one's going to see my tracks and be able to track. It's so fucking dumb. But he's kicking mulch up onto this guy's windshield and the hood of his car. Piss mulch? Yes. Piss mulch. And then this guy honks and I look at him like, I don't know. So I go over and I take a couple pieces of mulch off. And then I just go, ah, I put my hands up like that emoji, both hands by the shoulder, like, I don't know what's happening. And uh, he, the guy smiled at me and I'm like, oh, thank God. Because I thought in my head, I'm like, this guy is going to freak out. He's going to come out and find a scratch on his hood and be like, I need your insurance. And it was none of that. I, th- I think he also, I, maybe he was honking to be like, uh, this is fucking awesome. Your dog is tossing mulch at my windshield. I have no idea what was going on, but it ended up with a smile. 
So that's fantastic news. I don't think that he was... I don't think he was that. I think he was just a normal guy. I think that we forget because so many people are abnormal in their reactions these days that there are people who see a dog kicking piss mulch onto their car and they honk sure. their horn like, yo, man, what's up with the piss mulch on my car? And then you come over yeah. and you go, sorry about the piss mulch. And they go, no problem. I'm just glad you took care of the piss mulch. And everybody walks away. Yeah. That does make sense because I will tell you about, in my opinion, an abnormal reaction to something. I was going through TSA. Great my bag is going. My bag is going through the um, the X-ray machine, mm -hmm. and so now what they've done at TSA instead of having a bunch of people waiting around the the little track, they have one of those like the bank lines. You know, they have that nylon skinny rope that they pull and they can hook onto a pole. They have that there. So it's kind of one at a time. You go around, you wait behind that, and then you go around and get your bag when it comes out. So I'm next in line. This woman goes up, grabs her bag, and then the machine spits my bag out, and it it pinches her hand between the two bags. Ooh, and she turns around, she goes, whose style. bag is this? Yeah, she goes, I go, that's my bag. And she goes, your bag just hit me. And I go, I'm back here. <laughs> And by the way, I'm I am having a great time living my life. I go, I'm I'm back here. <laughs> you know how I my brother Greg's kind of a tough guy. Like he's willing to say shit. And my sure. rule with him is always like, you don't know who you're saying shit to. You go right. like, get the fuck out. Stop. Like he says something shitty to somebody. And that guy goes, well, I've been meaning to slice someone up in a Walgreens parking lot. Like, yeah, you yeah. just got to be careful. But you never know. Who you're but the idea that that woman had no idea that she was like, you're the wrong person. And I, I'm not building you up in some way, but. I, I get you. I mean, I mean, I did. So she's a potential chat in public. Yeah. What do you, lady? If lady had any context for who she was talking to, but let me guess, white woman. It was a white lady. Okay, yeah. keep going. Sorry. Uh, no, no, no. It's okay. So she just goes, "Your your bag hit my hand," and I go, I, "I'm. I don't know what to tell you. I'm back here, so I don't know. <laughs> I think it's the machine. Do you want like to it was on a machine? remote control car or some shit? Yeah. And then she goes, "Well, your bag hit my hand," and I go. Hey, technically, you hit my bag. So now what do we do? Because my bag was just sitting there and your hand touched it. So if you could take your... I didn't say any of this stuff, but I was like, take your fucking hand off my bag. Mm -hmm. See, that's... I'll tell you why I didn't... I've calmed down since the... Um, 9-11. There's been a couple incidents. Yeah, since 9-11. There's been a couple incidents, never forget. Uh, number one, when I asked the paraplegic, um, how did it happen? That's really, really, I think, changed my brain chemistry. And then also, Olivia goes, uh, we were talking, she goes, I'm excited to hang out with you in the summer. It would be great if you, if you wouldn't overreact in public. <laughs> That's what she said to me. So it just took That's one tough. year at one of these fucking private liberal arts colleges. Yeah, she's uh, so sensitive. Did you tell her enough? Enough. I know people yeah. don't want to work anymore, but don't bring that attitude into my purview. Yeah. I Is told her I said, "Listen, right I promise you you have my word 
that I won't overreact in public unless it's someone that is a different color than me. <laughs> That's what <laughs> and she's like, I I'm fucking staying here. I'm going to summer school. Uh, so, but here's the shit I've been doing. It is wild. I have to tell you, I am so, I told Kelsey about this and she was like, please never do this again. This guy, I was waiting for my luggage because I brought t-shirts and this guy comes up and he goes, oh, excuse me. And normally I'd go, excuse me. Or I'd say, yep, no sweat. And I'd back up. But instead I took a step towards him and I go, why don't we excuse each other? <laughs> That's exactly how I said it. Dude, his face makes me want to do that to everybody. It was so uncomfortable. <laughs> he looked at me like straight murder was about to happen. And then uh, I was having so much fun with this new way of living, this overcorrection that I have made, that when I rented my car, the lady goes, business or leisure? And I said, uh, well, technically business. And then I leaned way over the counter and I go, but I love my job, so why don't you mark down leisure? No. And she just fucking stared at me. It was so fun. I love being creepy nice because no one can yell at you for it. Did, yeah, that's a that's a guy that I hate for a hundred years who says that. Me too. Oh, but yeah. but I also but I also love the faces because they because no one can go, hey man, fuck you. It never causes one of those. It causes a oh, I don't want to end up in your basement. And so then it's just, it's just everybody walks away. It's a different vibe. Yeah, fun. you can't be mean to somebody who's technically being nice, I suppose. Yeah. I when I go through those checkout or the checkout, when I go through the checkout lines at the airport, <laughs> I have to hold on. Not let me stop you. I think you just came up with a million billion dollar idea, which is the TSA self checkout. Oh yeah. Come no, on. You, if you just have to, it's like when you enter the country, you put your license or your passport down. It takes a picture of you. It matches. Boom. Yeah. You're gone. Yeah, I, I think love it. We should wing it with that. Yeah. So <laughs> we oh man, I I got deep into the YouTube game on some podcast that I'd never heard about. And it was a guy who was he was with the CIA and he was the dude who captured somebody like Abu Zadat, like some very important terrorist. Okay. That I okay. shouldn't have even tried the name. I shouldn't have tried the name. I should have just. You know who's not going to hang out with you this summer? Olivia. So. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> so he, he, and I watched like I watched like two hours of it one night. I was like, I should go to bed. It's midnight, and then it was two two thirty. I'm like, what else does this guy have to say about his adventures in terrorism? <laughs> but you know how when you're with your comedian friends. And they mix with some of your life friends. And yeah. you have one of those moments where you recognize 
that there isn't the same where all of a sudden one of your comedians friends says something so horrific to the normal people and it doesn't register until you see the look on the normal person's face yes and you have to go oh i'm from a different profession and that's actually not how we do things this guy was (laughs) mid-podcast he was talking about the raid that captured this guy and how the uh pakistani police or something like that i'm butchering this but they had like as the guys were jumping from roof to roof they'd like like plucked them off out of midair by shooting them oh my and God. yeah it's a pretty intense story but and he's just talking it almost to sounds a, like these guys in high school used to hunt geese keep going he's talking about we have got to talk about geese again i know so keep, but keep going i won't i won't interrupt you keep going anyway so this guy uh he mid you know telling this story he's like he just goes, oh, and I have pictures of that guy's body, and I could show you a picture of this body. And then he starts pulling up his phone. He's like, yeah, that was his body. And you're like, no, 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 no. We weren't all in the CIA. We weren't all. We all. We don't. Yes. We don't have to see his yep. midair shot up terrorist body. Which that's a really. It was. He seen. He was such an engaging, interesting storyteller. And then it got to the point that it was like, we're different. <laughs> We're different men. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, you, you see all these people listening to true crime podcasts and podcasts about that stuff. And they, they're seeing dead bodies right before they go to sleep. And then they walk into a coffee shop and someone sets their, like, closes their laptop too loudly and they fucking fall on the ground. And you're like, okay, you know what? Maybe... Maybe podcasts aren't for you. Maybe yeah. some classical music. Yeah. Maybe some light stretching in the morning. Something like that. Maybe you don't need to see dead bodies before you go nai-nai. When I go through the non-self-checkout at the airport, I yes. have to... I, you know how you get in and you have to put your put your hands up? You got to yeah. throw your hands in the air as if yep. you may not care. I got, I hate myself, Chad. I hate myself so much. So I, I can't, my shoulders have those issues, so I can't do that. And that's, I know well enough to never try again. Cause I had a woman like, just put up above your head. And I'm like, they only go this high, put up above your head. Like the weirdest, no, you go, no, you go stalemate of all time. So I should throw a little uh, Taco Bell at him. (laughs) I have a disease. So I, I have to say I need to opt out and be patted down. You know, they, oh. they, they do that. They randomly select people to do that. I randomly, I non-randomly select myself. <laughs> and I, it's always a tough thing because the guy, like the person who is help, no one has less patience in my opinion than the person who is helping you put you know the person who stands behind the line and they go put your bag here you know put that in the like not the person who's x-raying the person the checkout person essentially yeah that's that's helping you load up the stuff that person has so little patience it's crazy they might as well go phone goes in there you fucking moron hey hey dumb shit yes I agree with you, but I also put myself in their sh- their their combat boots for one second, and I think if I had to put up with the pure stupidity of some travelers, 
Oh, sure. I would lose my fucking mind. There would be just, you know how there's like um, a bin of water bottles and a bin of like soup cans and shit? There would also be a pile of bodies behind me. Just like, hey, take your fucking computer out. Look what I've done. Pointing behind me to that pile of bodies. Because I've seen some travelers where they're, they have clear, they have TSA pre-check. And it's still like, how the fuck did you figure out how to sign up for TSA pre-check and you can't figure out where your fucking bag goes? So I'm on, I'm on the, you know, the passenger side freaking out. So I don't even know what I'd be like if I was all buttoned up in my fucking work blues. I don't, uh, I don't disagree with you. Uh, I still, you know, I still think the attitude exists. And I need to detour for a second because you mentioned piles of liquids. I was yeah. leaving the grocery store Uh-oh. the other day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I was leaving the grocery store the other day, and I don't have, this isn't a story, it's just a thing I saw, and I have questions. Okay. There was a person- if it's about a liquor store, I probably have answers. Regular grocery store. You know the okay. big, full gallons, the handles of milk? Like, this is a gallon of milk. Yeah. Somebody yeah. had their trunk open and the they were loading in there nothing but gallons of milk and the whole mm-hmm. floor of the trunk. I mean, there must have been 20 gallons of milk in there. It was wild. Nothing else yeah. in the cart. Where are you going? What are you doing with it? There's I'm sure there's I tried to figure out like, well, maybe they're you know, there's a, a cookie feed at a church and they're responsible for the milk. But even then, sure. I don't know. And I like it's a I said, lot of milk. Maybe, maybe they milk. have a son that tried to renegotiate the rent and said, <laughs> uh, you know, I'll give you 250 and buy my own milk. I have no idea. All I know is uh, that's a lot of milk. Even if you are, even if you are having a, we're going to eat the rest of the Girl Scout cookies before they go bad celebration. That's a lot of milk. Maybe because I do. I'm not convinced time travel isn't real. Maybe this is Isaac in the future. Because this is about a 40, 50-year-old man. Maybe something's good. Now, from everything I've heard, lovely from you, lovely partner he's got himself. Yes, absolutely. She's great. But who knows what happens in life, and maybe he's having a bad day in the future living in Ohio, and uh, he's in some sort of argument, and... She's like, you don't ever get the groceries. And he's just fucking loading the milk in trying to prove his worth. <laughs> Who knows? Well, maybe he's 20, He's 23 now. If he's 40 to 50 in this story, I mean, there's a great chance that he's added way more cats than he has. <laughs> and that's also what he's doing. This guy's got, they have three cats. And uh, who knows how many more they'll have by the time he's 40 to 50. I've done a lot of like really funny and cool like fuck you stuff to my dad. But constantly adding cats to my home when my dad is allergic to cats. I mean, <laughs> Isaac, if you're listening, where do I send the metal? Because <laughs> not only that, especially when you're renting your father's house. Yes. <laughs> and you keep bringing cats in. You're like, yeah, we have a couple rooms we're never going to vacuum. This dander is about to fuck you up because there's this is a 1911 Craftsman and there's no ventilation in here. Good luck, bitch. The only right now, you're only safe haven because Kelsey has cats. Isaac has yeah. cats. You have the cabin. You just got to hope something weird cat related doesn't happen with the cabin. But it's 
It's a lot of cats. Oh, you think she's not bringing there. her cats this summer? You think she's not bringing her cats to the summer? I didn't. Of course, the cabin this summer. Of course, they traveled. What was I thinking? That's you know, you know. Now that now that we're talking about the <laughs> cats that have been brought into my life that I am allergic to, let five, me tell you what I really think. Total cats. Let me tell you what I really think is going on with this milk situation. I believe that this is a situation where uh, this guy's partner has brought in something he's allergic to, but she's allergic or to dairy, and so. <laughs> He just, anytime she comes in the room, she's like, hey, um, you know, you didn't take the garbage out. And this isn't my life, but she's like, you didn't take the garbage out and you, you didn't do this. You didn't do this. He just takes one of those gallons and starts dumping it over his head <laughs> and just stares at her. That's what I think is happening. <laughs> when I go through the checkout line at the airport. Yeah. I have to tell the cranky man who is, to your point, justifiably cranky about what's happening. I have okay. to tell him, I need to opt out and pat down. And without fail, they say, put your stuff in the bins. I was like, my stuff is in the bin. I'm telling you, you need to tell someone. And then they very angrily go, this guy needs an opt out. Him. And that feels great. Um, and then I go wait on the side like a kid who's on timeout. Well, the real people <laughs> with the good shoulders go through the go through the X-ray machine. And then somebody comes and gets me. They take me to the side. And oh, the other thing that happens is the person, the grump guy behind the counter, goes, "Take your shoes off first. And I go, "I can't take my shoes off." That's a pretty big process for, and I'm wearing sandals, by the way. I could take them off, but it always comes to go. Just take them off, put them in here. I go. I can step out of them. It's hard for me to get down there. That's why I'm opting out, new friend. Do you want to walk around and pick my sandals up? Um, so it gets pretty contentious. And then the person comes to the gate and they go, "Can you put your sandals in there?" I go, "It's. I can't. Just fucking put the little thing on the sand. It's going to be fine. They're sandals." You can check and yeah. see if there's knives in them. And, yeah. But the only reason I brought all this up is, have you ever been opted out? I've been, yeah, like the random mm -hmm. random search thing. But then anytime the beeper goes off and he goes, oh, you've been randomly selected, like it's a prize, I go, oh, I have? And then I'll look around. I go, then I pick that guy. <laughs> and I choose my TSA agent. And he goes, well, you can't pick your guy. I go, but you said I was randomly selected. I want to pick my person. And then we most of the time have a little laugh. You have a nice little time. Other, otherwise, yeah. You have a nice little yeah. laugh based upon whatever's going on in that person's life and whether they brought it to work or not. Exactly. So let me ask you this. You also, I mean, I know that I have to hug you very gingerly. It's not So great. do you have to tell them... Do you, do you have to tell them, don't pat me down like you just came from jiu-jitsu? So I have to say, I tell them what's going on with me, and I go, you got to pat me down you know, this way, and you can't yank on my arms. A lot of them get it, but I don't know if they are just trained for firmness because yeah. I, I really focus on like my shoulders, neck area. You really got to take it easy, man. You really have to be soft. And so they do that. And then when they get lower and get to where I keep my penis, it's like, we can only not apply pressure for so long. And 
maybe it's because I travel in Lululemon pants all the time, but sure. the amount of, and it's, it's, it's always alert. back of the hand, right? So I'm yeah, getting right. knuckled, but you're getting a knuckle job. I'm yeah. getting a knuckle job, but it is they're they're no joke. And I get it. I'm sure if I was a bad guy trying to take it down a plane, nutsack butthole, good places to hide stuff, right? Yeah, but I mean the dick when they're going knuckle on your dick, it's like I'm not gonna fuck the plane to death. <laughs> Back up, dude. <laughs> this is not the weapon of mass destruction you're looking for. And you know that. You know how many knuckles it took to get through it. Relax, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, some of these guys are like Lenny from Of Mice and Men. They're like, tell me again about tending the rabbits, George. And they're fucking squeezing these rabbits till they die. So or a hard. lady. Or a lady. Yeah, it's so hard. I Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's never. I would say of all the times I've had it, I get, I've gotten like one person who's like, oh, I get it. And they take it real soft and slow. And they're. And but that's weird too, where they're kind of check. Are you okay? Is this okay? You're like, it is. Thank you. But I also don't. So I think I'm going to be unhappy either oh, way. God, who who is that TSA agent? Me? Yeah. <laughs> is this fine? Is this is this going okay? <laughs> Jesus Christ! You know what? That was a great self reflection moment to have. Mm -hmm. Now I realize what a pile of shit I am sometimes. Um, yeah, man. I don't know how you. I don't know how you do some of that stuff. There are so many things in my daily life where I just don't. I mean, when I'm getting patted down, my arms go up like I'm on the cross mm -hmm. and then they're patting me as hard as they want. And then they're like, I have to get behind you. Okay, don't worry, I'll spin around. And then I do this sachet spin and I go, now go again. And just not thinking that all the shit you have to deal with where you're like, I can't get my sandals, you dick. It's, uh, oh, God. it's weird that you would so naturally go into a martyr position. Um, the, yeah, no, I know it is surprise. I, you know, listen, I, it can be a bit of a Robin Hood. The it, it it's wild. I so the <laughs> this sucks so bad, but I'm gonna tell you about it. So we flew home for Easter, and okay. it was the first time. You oh, speaking of a man on a cross, you knew that. You knew I came home for Easter, but it was the first time we'd traveled since my niece's wedding last summer, and. I, so Jenna left a day early. So I was traveling. Smart. I was smart for her. Traveling by myself. And that's a whole to do because I had to bring a couple things with me. So what you can do is you can go to the airport and you can get like a companion ticket situation or a helper ticket. So I had a friend come with me to the airport. We went in together. They gave him a ticket, so he helped carry my stuff to the gate. And then my plan was I'll get on the plane, and then when I get off the plane, the Minneapolis airport is long, and I know if you're flying Delta, you, there's a pretty good chance you're going to be in, I don't know, Brainerd, that sure. part of the airport. And so, but yeah, they, have, long ways. they have those carts at the airport, and yeah. they take you places, and... I landed and I asked for a cart and they didn't want to bring the, they're like, they'll, if they have to bring it down this far, they're going to charge you. And I was like, well, I mean, that's, I don't love that, but I was fine. I'll pay. I was going to tip them. So I'm going to, I'll pay them. Sure. And then like, I sit there for like 15, 20 minutes and the cart never comes. Like they don't want to, they don't want to bring carts down this far. They don't, that's not what they do. 
And yeah, what 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 they do? Let me just tell you. For those of you who have never been to the Minneapolis airport, they don't go to the extremities, right? They don't go to the fingertips mm-hmm. and the toenails of the airport. Mm-hmm. What they do is they congregate right in the middle and form a wall. And so you have to actually somehow try to figure out how to get your suitcase between them. And then once you do get it between them, then they start to move just a little bit. And you're like, yo, fucking ding dong. Settle down. I don't know what you guys are defending gate C14 from, but you need to spread out a little bit. Sometimes I do still get bitchy at the airport. I do everything I can to mind my P's and Q's going through security because it makes everything easier. But once I get to the fucking carts or the people that just stop to, to repack in the middle of the lane, that's when I, I'll just start bumping into them like a video game character where someone's dropped the controller and I just keep bumping and keep bumping. It's, uh, dude, the fact that they would not bring those to you, they're like, yeah, listen, I know it's a golf cart, but we only go from gate C8 to gate C16. That's it. We just go back and forth like that. Otherwise, you need to walk. How would you guess when I received that information after a long wait that a cart wasn't coming, how do you think I handled that information? Was it anything like how I just handled it? I, because the thing is carrying the stuff I was carrying and walking real hard on my shoulder. It was just, and here, we don't talk about what's going on with me a lot. And I don't want to talk about what's going on with me a lot. I just want to talk about our lives, but I will give this context. When I, when something happens, like my shoulders suck, you know? And so if I have to carry something a long distance, it's too heavy. It'll flare up my shoulders and it won't just suck in that moment. It could be a day, a couple of days of me being fucking miserable. And so uh, what I did was I went to where the carts are. I hoofed it over there and very loudly told everyone who passed me how much the Minneapolis airport didn't care about disabled people. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what's kind of funny is like you don't if you're standing there no one goes that guy's disabled yep. so it's very interesting you just look like a white guy that has taken on yet another cause that no one asked him to help with cuz that's here's the I didn't stop when I got on the cart so I am being driven through the airport on a cart I look very normal just announcing to people that the airport doesn't care about disabled people. Like, what a weird sight that had to have been. Yeah, that's. Uh, I I would have yelled at you if I didn't know you. I'd have been like, "Shut the fuck up, dude." Oh yeah, if you're if, on a cart, if Sai who doesn't know Chad flies by Chad and goes, "This airport doesn't care about disabled people," and Chad who doesn't know Sai sees it, that is. You want to talk about how we're both gonna die? That's your answer. <laughs> I would have just dropped my luggage and ran beside you and been like, you're on a cart, you bitch. <laughs> the, it is, it's wild when you, I'm, and to be very clear, I, I, it's hard to figure out, you and I have talked about this before. It's hard to figure out how, when you're dealing with something that doesn't kill you, like how you're allowed to feel about it. Sure. Where you, you become really in tune with people's suffering and you see people who are suffering way worse than you, you know, with way worse things or, or have terminal illnesses. And you're just so, you feel so horrible for them and you feel so fortunate that you're not in that situation. But then the other side of it is you see people who are just 
totally, you know, normal living their lives and you're very jealous and frustrated and and you don't know how to right. necessarily push those feelings out appropriately. Uh, yeah. But I will tell you, it is wild with the difficulties that I can have in society. You don't realize how built ag against disabled people. I don't think a lot. I should say I don't think a lot of people realize how built against disabled if a if a building doesn't have a handicap accessible door on it like the dunk and then it opens an automatic door yeah. dude which a lot of them don't i mean we don't need to turn this into me giving a speech but uh if you if you don't pick me up in a golf cart i will give a speech yeah i i think the not putting the uh handicap accessible doors on a building is their version of saying we don't want you limping around our store. <laughs> Transition alert. You know who doesn't have handicap accessible doors? No, I don't ever pay attention because I'm not handicapped. This, <laughs> this strip mall, I, Jen and I had to run an errand and there's this strip mall and it, it's hard to even call it a strip mall. It's like somebody put a bunch of shipping containers next to one another. <laughs> yeah, okay. And so there's four signs. And it, I'm going to have to go back. It's the... So on the far left, there was... It was... I think it was a CBD store, but it had a weird name. So then an empty store. And then there was a store that was called Derek's Hair Dimensions. And... Okay. I don't know why I think that's so funny. Just the fact that Derek, a Derek to me has a specific connotation and I don't necessarily yeah. set it next to hair dimensions, which that doesn't even necessarily sound like a barbershop. Yeah. The, f the funniest thing to me is that you're saying on the way left, there is a CBD shop, oh, sure. a hair shop, and then an empty container. <laughs> And then now I'd like to know what's on the right. Is it tools, guns, and country music? Yeah, it does. It's very, on the far <laughs> left, they have a CBD store. And on the far right, they have a lawyer that defends men against sexual harassment lawsuits. <laughs> Somebody's going to hate that. That's not fair. I didn't set up a fair thing. Yours was better. The point is, on yeah. the far right is just all it says is the word puppies and a phone number. That's it. <laughs> the word no store frontage, you know, art. It just says the word puppies and a phone number. So Jenna was in a hurry to get back to work, but I am going to investigate that a little further. Yeah, I think that's one of those things, since it's a strip mall, where um, you call that number and you go, hey, I need a golden doodle slash red fox <laughs> miniature and they go, all right, this guy needs to be moved out of the country immediately. That's like a code thing <laughs> it's a front. for people. Yeah, it's a yeah. front. I stole that from uh, Breaking Bad, which I'm watching right now. Well, speaking of stealing and the sort of person who I don't trust how, you know, their involvement with the puppies industry, let's talk about Mike Cronin. Sure. Yeah, let's talk about Mike Cronin for just a second. So we have been discussing geese on this program and we may have inadvertently we're not gonna apologize we may have 
nearly word for word done one of Mike Cronin's bits about geese on this podcast. And I'm going to speak first, and then I'm going to allow you to speak to our audience. And So for, I will say, go check out Mike's material, this goose bit. Absolutely. And all his stuff. And what I would like to say is what I think is the funniest toxic thing you can do. Mike, we are sorry that you felt bad when you heard that. And then I'm just going to leave it there. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what the bit is. You, you've told me it's about uh, that, that I had mentioned building the wall. Not, not you. We border. had mentioned. Yeah. We had, well, he's got, we, right. Yeah. He's got a bit about building a net for geese, a wall fence. It's a very funny bit. It's a very funny bit. I just wanted to gas him up and not say actual sorry. Just say sorry that you feel <laughs> sorry that my actions made you feel bad. That's my favorite thing where they go, I'm not really, I'm not going to apologize for my actions. I'm just, I do feel bad that you feel bad. <laughs> that's, that's like, that's somebody, if you're at home listening right now and somebody does that to you, get a lawyer because that's a, yeah, that's not going to go, that's not going to ever get better. Here's something off an old album of mine. I, I would say uh, people say that I grew up close to Canada. They'd say, hey, do they say A a lot? And I go, no, just in the Summer Olympics. Hey, look, we won A medal. And then they sneak down here and fuck up our pot machines with their quarters. We're building the wall on the wrong border. So all I've done is said word for word one of my bits from 133 years ago. I have, uh, I'm going to go back and listen to the goose bit and I'm, then I'll decide if I'm going to make an apology, public apology, private apology. I don't know yet, but I do know that Cronin is super duper funny. So the fact that we, if we did steal one of his jokes, that makes us super funny. And, uh, that's really all I have. I think if it turns out and he's not here, but I think we should publicly wager this. You don't get to go read if, if we didn't, he lets us name his son. He's having a new baby. If yeah. if we didn't, if he threw that accusation at me, which we both believe is probably true, you know, but in today's day and age, you don't have to cop to anything ever. So yeah, it might be true. <laughs> if in theory we stole his bit, you know, we will up our game in this apology. Obviously, we love him. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go listen to it right when I get off. The, We're gonna uh, the mic here. We will up our apology game. If we didn't steal the bit, we get to name your son, no questions asked. We get to name your son. And before that, we get to we get to drive you three blocks from an emergency room and we get to take a fingernail clipper and just barely nick your jugular. And you have to get the three blocks to the emergency room before it A, ruptures, or B, you bleed out. Those are my terms. Fucking deal with it. It's a, that's a lot darker direction than mine. I mean, mine was serious too. Deal with it. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work. 